This is the Big BM. Analyzing now. A bi-weekly podcast for the Baylor Medicine Internal Medicine Residency Program. Stand clear. Welcome to the Big BM. Welcome to episode five of the Big BM, Baylor's Internal Medicine Podcast. We're excited to uh, have made it here to the fifth episode. How's everyone doing out there in the podcast world? Doing great. Thank you so much, Holland, for the warm introduction to episode five. Can we talk about Holland's um, fundraising? Oh, yeah. Holland, can you explain the fundraising campaign and how we can get our friends and family involved? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so, you know, uh, unfortunately, our we, we have less funding than we used to. Uh, in the setting of COVID, um, but this has been an opportunity for us to really flex our fundraising muscles. And uh, you know, if uh, if anybody has friends or family interested in uh, in donating to uh, help us, you know, keep lunch going and uh, other wellness initiatives, then uh, uh, please let me know, and we'll we'll send out the link. Thanks so much, Holland, for setting up this opportunity for us. We'll definitely send the link out, which is givebmf.org forward slash resident dash support. For our first segment, we are thrilled to have Daniela Carrasco, who is a multi-talented resident here. Before medical school, she trained in law, and she will be discussing an interesting case with us today. Hi, everybody. My name is Daniela Carrasco, and I am a second-year resident here at Baylor College of Medicine. Thank you for tuning in to my segment. Today, I'm going to talk about a little bit of law. So today, I want to talk about a famous case, which is the staple of first year of law school. And it is called Hawkins versus McGee, or more famously, the Harry Hand case. All right, so let me tell you this story. There was once upon a time a Mr. Hawkins who, when he was a boy, he accidentally got an electrical burn on the palm of his hand. Terrible. It later started fibrosing and causing loss of functionality as he got older. Basically, it started kind of cupping in. That's when Dr. McGee comes in. So... He promises that he has learned how to fix these issues by a process called skin grafting that he learned when he was out in World War II. And hence, he goes on to say that he guarantees to make the hand a 100% perfect hand. And hence, the procedure is performed and the doctors get skin from this gentleman's chest to perform the skin graft. There were no complications during this intervention. However, then the patient, poor Mr. Hawkins, began to grow this very coarse hair on the palm of his hand. (laughs) He was devastated and embarrassed and sued the doctor. So basically, the Kurtz had to determine guilt and most importantly, damages. Mr. Hawkins was very astute and did not choose to base this case on malpractice but rather as a breach of a contractual relationship that promises success. So this is a much lower standard than the malpractice ordinary care and skill. 
And because of the strong words that the doctor used, that he was guaranteed a 100% perfect hand, uh, he lost. And he had to pay Hawkins the difference between his current hairy hand and the perfect hand that Dr. McGee had promised. I'll talk a little bit about malpractice versus breach of contract. So breach of contract is just any contractual relationship, any business uh, interaction that one side breaks. So malpractice is just um, what an ordinary care and skill of a physician, it's kind of right below that. So if you as a physician are acting very recklessly, something that average physicians would gather and say, yeah, that was definitely not ordinary care and skill. So in this case, what really brought it was a breach of contract because the doctor said, I will assure you, you will get a hundred percent perfect hand. And he was given the money for the procedure. And that was the expectations. That's why we always, you know, talk about our patients about the risks and benefits. And we're careful not to say this procedure, this will be smooth and easy, no complications at all. Promise, you know? Give me your $100. We don't do that, right? So for today, you can just always perform things as a physician. Don't perform things as a business contractual relationship where you make specific promises about something and then get money in return. interesting case of the hairy hand daniela thank you so much breach of contract malpractice these are legal terms but as physicians we probably should have a good handle on what they mean well, i don't know i didn't really think of informed consent as uh i don't know maybe this is naive as like a legal honestly i was just thinking like this is what you should tell a patient like might happen and like what your procedure is about and what we're going to do and the risks and benefits i uh hadn't really thought about it from like a breach of contract but i also haven't done a chest to hand skin graft transplant before so never forget the hand of the law <laughs> <laughs> previous episode with Morsels with Morse, uh, we learned about a really cool restaurant called Kanamwan. Um, let's tune in to see what Dr. Morse has for us today. This is Moroi Morse, and you're listening to Morsels with Morse. Local Foods is my next recommendation. It offers consistently delicious and healthy food options. It's a casual environment. The chef sources its ingredients locally, and there are five locations around the city that all offer outdoor seating. My go-to is the crunchy chicken Sammy, and I always get a side of homestyle potato chips and the sweet potato salad. My other go-to is the harvest salad if I want something a little bit lighter. And I recently discovered the vegan queso dip, which is shockingly delicious and creamy and doesn't taste vegan at all. 
So there are five locations, as I said, but the one nearest to the medical center is in Rice Village, located at 2424 Dunstan Road. That's all for this episode of Morsels with Morse, and I hope you all find some time to explore the culinary wonders of Houston. If you ever have a recommendation for a restaurant, don't hesitate to share it with me. Dr. Morse's next pick was local foods, definitely a favorite for many of us, and they do have carryout during the quarantine. Do y'all have a favorite order from local foods? Yeah, local foods. I, I love local foods. The sandwich, the crunchy chicken sandwich is definitely my go-to order when the intending is ordering, or paying <laughs> at least. <laughs> what about when you're ordering, Tony? Oh, if I'm paying? Uh... Still the crunchy chicken sandwich. <laughs> it tastes better if the attending's paying for it. Yeah, yeah. It does taste better, yeah. Uh, but I really like the pickles, too. The pickles are really good. They yeah. Have, I mean, they're just solid all around. They have great sides. They have this really good, like, um, something, something, mocha, coffee, something, something. It's mostly chocolate with a little bit of coffee. Yum. <laughs> um, I have to agree with Tony. The pickles are really stellar. And with the local foods pickles, you can tell they were once cucumbers. And I just think it's nice to get a sense of where something came from. And that's that's the local foods pickles. Wow. Deep thoughts from Holland. Well, whether it's the pickles, the mochaccino, or even the crunchy chicken sandwich, food is obviously a staple towards our wellness as residents. But it's one piece of the puzzle. We're happy to have Shreya Goyal, a PGY2 resident at Baylor, discuss a little bit more with us about ways to stay well. everyone, my name is Shreya Goyle and I'm a second year internal medicine resident. I'm really excited to be on the podcast and talk to you all about something near and dear to my heart, wellness and work-life balance. If intern year has taught me anything, it's that taking time for yourself during residency is incredibly important. On the day-to-day, our jobs can tend to be rewarding but also challenging and demanding, both physically and emotionally, especially during the COVID era. I've talked to a lot of my colleagues who've mentioned feeling different during COVID, feeling a little more tired, less productive, maybe a bit more sad than they previously did. So today I wanted to talk specifically about physical health. As we tell our patients in Continuity Clinic, we should ideally be getting at least 30 minutes of activity about five days per week. This of course can be easier to do in some months um, and compared to others. There are a lot of apps and resources that you can utilize to get more physically active. One app that I've personally used and found very helpful is ClassPass. It offers a lot of versatile um, amount of videos. It has cardio, it's got yoga, it's got boxing, bar, dance classes. So kind of um, a great app for anyone. 
um, who wants to get more active. And another app is called Seven Minute Workout. It's a, I think it's a great um, app. It's actually free. It's a great app for people who are on wards and who don't have a lot of time in the month to, you know, do longer workouts. So they have quick, short workouts. And then Orange Theory actually offers a lot of videos online as well. Um, and then if you're into yoga like me, some apps are Down Dog, Glow, Daily Yoga, and then pocket yoga, kind of like pocket medicine, but pocket yoga. And then the Department of Medicine actually occasionally will host free virtual yoga sessions as well. So be on the lookout for that. I think um, working out with a friend can always help bring motivation and, of course, doing it in a socially distanced way. And then um, remember that if you have the Vitality app, you can actually get points for being active. And the points can be used for things like Amazon gift cards. And that always is a great incentive. Another way to be active is to try to get outside. If you have a bike, then riding your bike along the bayou is always a great option. Um, and then going to different parks like Herman Park is a great option to um, get some physical activity while being outdoors. I think now more than ever is a crucial time to make sure that we're checking in on each other and checking in with ourselves. We can only really take care of others if we're taking care of ourselves. Focusing on things like our own physical health, emotional health, nutrition, sleep, and diet are all integral in how productive we are, how we care for our patients, and the day-to-day impact we have on other people. Thank you so much, Shreya, for these great recommendations and for also caring so much about our wellness. That concludes episode five of The Big BM. Thanks also to Daniela Carrasco and Dr. Morse and to everybody else who's been involved in putting this podcast together. We're coming to you from one of the biggest internal medicine programs in the country in the biggest medical center in the world. It's The Big BM. The Big BM.